Hello and welcome to Randy in Real Life. I'm really excited about this episode. I'm going to be interviewing one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Brian Odo. This is a brother from South Louisiana. We've been the closest of friends for a long time, probably close to two decades. It's it's getting close to two decades. And so our families are just very close. We've been through so much together. And the Bible says that, you know, that a uh, a friend, true friend sticks closer than a brother. And that's the kind of man Brian Odo has been to me. So you're going to hear one of the most powerful stories you've ever heard uh, tonight. So Brian, how you doing, man? Doing well. Man, I'm so glad to have you here. And uh, I've actually called Odo on my phone. And so you should be able to hear him pretty clear. But Brian, I know that today is a very special day for you. And, uh, and man, I just would love for you to be able to share some, or really just to share this powerful testimony of how really God spared your life. But before we do, tell everybody where you're from. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Brian Odo. I am 47 years old. I'm from a place called Chalmette, Louisiana. Now, now hold on. What, what, <laughs> there's a couple of things about Chalmette that are unique. Tell, tell us about some of them. I mean, as far as what you call y'all's parish and also what, what people well, from Chalmette are known as. We're known as, uh, Chalmations. Uh, you know, somebody told me a long time ago, you're the only place I know that Y'all don't call the place Chalmette. Y'all call it the parish. That's right. Like, but yeah. And y'all also call it uh, the Chalmation Nation. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, the Chalmation Nation. Absolutely. Another cool thing is y'all can hear um, Brian's accent. It's one of the few places, really few places in South Louisiana where you just maybe think they're from Brooklyn. Actually, uh, you came to hang out with me in Brooklyn years ago. And people there just thought you were just from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, right? I hear a lot of that all the time. Now, how? Now, you of course you're married and you have some kids. Tell us a little bit about your your wife and kids, grandkids. Yeah, I'm married. Uh, I've been with my wife for 25 years. We've been married for 23 years. Uh, we have four beautiful kids, three daughters and a son, and I have three grandkids and one on the way. Man. So we're excited. Wow, what a blessing. And that's really cool, yeah, because that's one of the things that was we didn't even know, I don't think, for a while, but we both had you know, like three daughters and a son. And yeah. I think that's really cool, too. Um, yeah. Brian, uh, now, we connected. It must have been you actually showed up to a youth service. Is that right? Yeah, correct. <laughs> and I remember, um, you know, we had our, our, I had my youth ministry in South Louisiana, and I think I'd preached in Chalmette. I'm just guessing because I, I I still don't really quite remember how we met or what prompted you to come to our youth service. How did that happen? Well, we was having a prayer service, um, me and a couple of buddies. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we were just so hungry for the Lord back then. And we heard there was a great movement that was in um, Hammond, Louisiana. So me and my buddy just went one night and came to our youth service and, um, I don't want to sound too weird, or but but it's like you know, love at first sight, yeah. And um, something me and you seen something drew us together, and I uh, didn't know what it was back then, but you know, God had a plan. That's right. I remember so, you showed up with this big bowed up dude, and yeah, um, and, but none. <laughs> he's how tall? 
six foot nine. Six foot nine. Yeah, I was about to slap him. And uh <laughs> no. And I said, uh, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but you're both of you, and of course, we had a very wild youth ministry, and y'all came in and were just wild. And the way y'all yeah. were worshiping was just so filled with passion. And so then you showed up another time. And I told um, some of the men on my team, I said, hey, if these two men show up again, I need you to, I want you to bring them to me. I want to connect. I want to meet them. Maybe want to go eat or something. And I remember we connected that night. And uh, it was, it was just a, just a divine connection, just a friendship was birthed that just kept strengthening through the years. And, and then I learned later on uh, just a powerful testimony. So now your wife actually started serving the Lord first, right? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, my wife served the Lord and, um, you know, prayer warrior she was, she prayed for me many nights, um, before I ever entered in, you know? So you, you were not pro, like, let's go to church and serve God at all. No, I wasn't. Not that. No, not me. Okay. And, uh, and at this time too, you love sports. You loved, um, Am, am I right? You played like, I know you're playing baseball, softball, number of things. Yeah, I played, um, when my wife married me, uh, <clears throat> you know, I played sports every night of the week, whether it was uh, baseball or flag football or bowling. But every night of the week, seven days a week, I always had something to go to at that night for a sport. And you had how many kids at the time? Three and one on the way. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you were also working um, as now. I know you had a lawn business, but you and you were also uh, well. You were a sheriff, a policeman. Yeah, I was a police officer. And you, uh, there was a particular night where you were you had a game, and then you had to go work a night shift, if I recall. This night, um, eighteen years ago, is that right? Or thirteen years? How long ago was this? It was today. It's eighteen years ago. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't have to work. I left the the baseball game. Okay. Um, but I'll get into that in a minute. Sure. So baseball game, you're not serving the Lord, your wife's serving God. She's praying for you fervently. She probably had a number of people that were also praying for you. And yeah. so even your marriage, um, it was just a miracle probably. And I'm just, you know, from, you know, and of course, you know, we, we know each other's life stories and so, uh, many of them. And so she was just staying faithful and just praying and interceding for her husband who really didn't want anything to do with God. and was just, fanatic for sports and just really living for yourself, I guess, just doing that thing. Yeah. Yep. At that moment I was kind of like in and out of church and stuff like that. So I was really like, um, you know, one foot in the church, one foot out the church, one foot in this sports, you know, God wasn't God, all these other things. I put so many things before him. So, now, when you would show up to church, did you ever feel convicted or was just you just weren't interested at all? Or maybe sometimes, but it just, what was that like then? Um, I felt, uh, you know, I guess the way I grew up and stuff, playing off things so much, you know, I could always act a part. And, um, but, um, yeah, kind of like just sometimes I'd get convicted, sometimes I wouldn't, you know. But deep down inside of me, I knew something had to change. Oh, so you knew. So there was something. So it was getting more probably more difficult to to be at church, or more difficult <clears throat> without making, without finally just saying, "Okay, I'm I, I surrender." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So one yeah. night you finish your game, and and I want to go ahead and get into this now because, again, I remember how wrecked I was when I heard this story, and I got to see the video of of uh, yeah. you know that your wife has that your family had, and and, and also you've been through a lot of adversity, of course, you know, and um, you y'all lost your home in Hurricane Katrina and Chalmette. I mean, just uh, yeah. so many things that happen, and but and I would love to talk about that, but I want to talk about this incident. So go ahead and tell everybody what happened on this almost fateful night. So it was on July 18th in 2003 at around 10, 18 at night. Um, <clears throat> I went to a baseball game and um, unfortunately my wife was not riding on a motorcycle with me. She was in the car. Fortunately. And our van, we had a van. Yeah. And uh, after the game, um, she was on her way to go pick up my daughter, Brookie, from the babysitter. And I, uh, and how old, how old was decided, your, how old was your youngest, Brookie? How uh, old? well, today made 18 years of, uh, my wreck and my daughter, Brookie is 18 years old and like she'll be 19 in September. So few months old, she would, yeah, okay. so she was some months old. So basically if something would have, if I would have died and never, you know, God would have never, I mean, got me back to life. She never would have even known who I really was. Okay. Now I know you jumped um, a little bit ahead, so let's go ahead and back up now. And ever, if you're listening right now, you know, something huge actually happened. So what happened now? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so I left the baseball game and um, my wife went to go pick up my daughter, Brookie. And I said, you know, I don't feel like going home, sit there by myself. So what I'm going to do is take a ride on my motorcycle um, up the road, which is further from my house. So maybe when she goes and gets her, we get back to the house at about the same time. And, um, I can remember coming to a red light, revving my motorbike up, bumping the horn because my friend's wife, I mean, girlfriend at the time was right on side of me. And, um, the light turned green. I went over the red light and uh, going down the highway, she turned in the gas station and I went about six more blocks and someone ran a stop sign and drugged me across the media and then actually ran over me. What, what were they? Motorcycle. What were they in? It was in a Dodge truck, pickup truck, full size Dodge truck. So you, you got drugged. How far did you get drugged? Uh, it was probably 20, 30 feet, probably drugged, and then actually got ran over. And the only reason I knew exactly what happened to me, like piece by piece, is because the council men of that city uh, actually seen, she was at the red light, and she told her husband, this young guy on the motorbike is actually flirting with this girl, not knowing the girl was my friend's um, girlfriend. And um, she seen me pass them up and she seen the whole thing. And she told my wife the whole story. Wow. So, and, and then also, and I, and we won't go into this too much, but the person actually, they took off. They didn't stay. The person who ran you over and drug no, you it, left it was the a, It was a hit and run. Um, and on the police report, uh, because they caught him two weeks later. It was a hit and run. Um, he actually stated on the police report, which really shocked me, as he said that uh, 
he thought I was dead, so he left. My goodness. Yeah. What was what was the phys- what was your physical condition? What happened to you? What, what I mean, um, how banged up? How bad was this? After that, uh, <clears throat> just to go over my injuries, after that night on July the 18th in 03, I got ran over. And then um, seven days, I was on life support, um, totally out of it. Numerous days in ICU. Um, every rib in my chest was broke. Both of my lungs were punctured. I had a fractured skull, a broken nose, a rotator cup torn. Um, my left femur in my left leg uh, was bleeding internally. And at the moment, they had asked my wife they was going to cut my leg off. And then, um, but somehow they put a rod in my leg and they said I would never walk again. And, um, you know, my, my wife just stood on God's word and said, you know, it's, uh, we got many things to do for the Lord. Yeah. And, uh, and the, so, yeah. How, how much, um, how much weight did you lose? What weight did you get down to? Uh, I went in the hospital at about 148 pounds. And then when I left the hospital, I was 112 pounds, 112 pounds. And you were how old you're 30, um, no 29, 30. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> I was probably at that time, probably in the best shape a man could probably possibly be in. I was probably running 10 miles a day. Like I said, I played every sport known to man. So there was no body. There was nothing, no fatness, no, you know what I'm saying? I was totally in shape. Now, so in the, in the doctor said, you know, his physical shape, you know, probably kept him. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. And, and, and Odo, um, if y'all don't know, um, Brian and myself both have these awesome last names that many times we're called more by our last name than our first name. Growing yeah. up, I was always called Gudo. And, uh, of course, you know, Odo. And, yeah. uh, we have a thing called the 300 challenge, but we won't talk about that tonight. Maybe another time, Brian, I'll, they can handle, they can't handle that right now. <laughs> Um, but I will say it's the most ferocious man competition that you could ever be engaged in. And so far only Odo and myself, um, I don't know, has there been maybe one or two other men that have been able to come halfway? Yeah, maybe half. I don't, maybe a quarter halfway is pushing. Okay. Well, uh, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that on another episode. Um, now you, and you have obviously, um, those of you who are listening, Oda was one of my most athletic friends that I have to this day um, from yeah. everything. Of course, he's a phenomenal golfer. He's, um, you know, of course, we destroy every human being that tries to step up to the ping pong table. And mm-hmm. uh, he plays basketball. Dude can run so fast, just athletic. So it's what a powerful testimony is. And your whole church went nuts because your church was rallying and praying. And, of course, um, anyone who's listening right now, any – um, you know, a husband or a wife or, you know, a, a father or a mother. Uh, I want to just encourage you never to give up praying because, you know, this woman, we call her Mama Donna. That's uh, Donna Odo, Brian's wife. She don't yeah. give up. She is an absolute ferocious warrior. When she latches on to something in prayer, she just don't quit. And so, of course, his church rallied around him. And I know you they rolled you in on a wheelchair 
that yeah. when you finally got out, and I know the whole church went crazy. I, I cried. I remember bawling just watching that video because yeah. I had no idea. And this was years after we were already becoming very close friends. And so since then, it's been a long ride, long journey. And yeah. if you don't mind, why don't you tell the people some of the things that you're involved in right now? Of course, you've got a business. You also work somewhere. And uh, so you've got a couple irons in the fire right there. But you also have a ministry. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> like Randy said, um, God is just he's really opened up a lot of doors for me. Uh, I do have a lawn service. I do do weatherization, but um, God has opened up a ministry in our home that we started a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, we started off with six kids. And, you know, when you have a youth ministry, it's just like, man, what is going on here? And, like, but uh, we started off with six, and within three to four or five months, you know, God has flooded the home with 75 youth. And then mom and daddy want to know what's going on with their kids. So we're seeing mom and daddies get saved. And it's just been a great opportunity to show people God's love and his mercy and his grace. Um, Randy, can I say one thing real yes, quick? absolutely. It's really on my heart to say this. Um, when you were talking about, you know, don't give up on your prayers and don't give up on this. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to go all the way in the scripture, but I do want to say one thing that God's spoke to me like really today is and everybody knows the story of the paralyzed man and the the lowering him down in the midst of the home when he's preaching all this but I do want to say this is that in your moment of whatever you're going through God is never too busy to sit down and answer you you understand what I'm saying man that's good is that God stopped the moment that he was preaching the moment that he was doing what he was doing in that home to just focus on the paralyzed man. And and so many times we think God's too busy to hear our prayers and we just stop and do what we're doing. But I want to tell you, you, when you said that, it really spoke to me is that don't give up. Don't stop. God's listening. Man, that's right. That's good, Brian. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah. another thing that I've observed and noticed, and it's I think it's true for all of us, is that because um, we have fun, we'll kid, we mess around, you know, we talk about being manly men because we need some more manly men today. We got yeah. too many effeminate men, and uh, you know, who are just a little cowardly about the things of, and we're not talking about this uh, being a chauvinist, but you know, stepping up to the plate, owning things, taking responsibility, changing. You know, watching your mouth, watching your behavior, and growing up to become like Christ. Paul said, "When I was a kid, I talked like a kid. I, you know, I act like Amen. a kid. When I was a man, I put away childish things." And I've yeah. observed this about you, and I just want to commend you on this. I've just watched your life progress, uh, you know, in, in an incredible way through the years. I mean, we've both grown, but you know, to be able to yeah. see that and to have, you know, to be such close friends and to be able to see that in your life is just an incredible blessing. I can't say it enough. You have a beautiful family, beautiful home, a beautiful church and ministry. And, uh, man, I'm just so grateful that you jumped on here and, and, uh, shared your story, man. We needed to hear this. We need some uplifting things right now because everything is so negative right now, you know, uh, in this country, everything's so backwards. So there are a lot more powerful things that are happening and your story and your life is, is one of them. So we're going to have to do this again 
real soon. And I'm going to actually bring you on to another podcast that we have where uh, we're going to have some fun and talk about some some manly things. So, And we'll also have you back on here in Randy in real life. Amen. I don't know if there's anything you want to say before we uh, we uh, end this. I do want to say uh, I enjoy talking to y'all. I enjoy, look, your testimony will change people. Listen, what you're going through, what I went through, somebody needs to hear. So don't lock them jaws tight where you don't say it. And don't tell me it's not who I am. Listen, if Christ lives within you, then guess what? You have the hope within you to tell somebody your story. So I really appreciate it. And I thank God for men like you, Randy. I really do. Somebody that lifts me up, holds me up, and has me accountable to his word. You know, because we need people like that in our life. People that are willing to correct us, but we know through the correction they love us. That's right, man. Yeah, I, I love you, brother. I love you too, and I could say the same. Some of y'all have heard this story before, but our, our family about nine years ago, we went through a real, 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 uh, just horrible season, difficult season, and I uh, was at my mama's house in Baton Rouge and just kind of hiding out, didn't want to see anybody, and I stopped returning calls. I wouldn't answer any phone call, and including yours, and uh, there's a knock yeah. on the door, and you walked in the house. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> you yeah. Wrapped your arms around Becky, hugged all the kids, saw my mama, hugged her, and then said, hey, let's go outside real quick. And, man, I remember you just grabbing tears streaming down your face, and you said, don't you ever do this again. Okay. Don't you ever hide yourself from me. Don't you ever, you know, uh, whatever you call yeah. it, you know, screen my calls again. It was a powerful moment, man, so thank yeah. you for that also. When you're talking about testimonies, I think about the Scripture in Revelations twelve eleven, where it says they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb by the yeah. word of their testimony, and they love not their lives yeah. unto the death. And I think, number one, is we know that we overcome because of the blood of the Lamb. Jesus already paid yeah. the price for our freedom, our redemption. We just have to receive that. And, uh, you know, because there's not one place in your life that the Lord cannot redeem. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. We don't stand before God on our own righteousness. We don't overcome the enemy because of the merit of our own blood. It's the blood of Christ, of the spotless Lamb. And then it says, by the word of our testimony, and the testimony is not just how we came to Christ. It's all the different seasons in our life where he came through and he came through. And in our weakness, his strength was made perfect and where the yeah. unexpected happened. And then they love not their lives into the death because even, you know, this is not it. You know, when we step yeah. into eternity, man, that's another whole ball game right there. And yeah, like what Leonard Ravenhill said, this life is a dressing room for eternity. But man, thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be talking to you real soon. Hey, everybody. Thank you all for jumping in here and, and listening. If you've enjoyed this, please feel free to share this. You know, go to, um, you know, Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Leave us a review. You can also find this podcast on Spotify and Google Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Brian and hear more of his testimony and story, you can find him on Facebook and as well. And uh, if you want to learn more about their ministry, please don't hesitate to reach out to him. If you need to get a hold of me to get a hold of him, then you can do that too. Love you guys, and we'll be back soon.